It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 24th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. We have come to the end of the 2019 Orlando Magic season as the Orlando Magic fall in Game 5 of the NBA playoffs to the Toronto Raptors by a score which frankly does not matter. Um, Also, I'm too lazy to click open the other page and look it up. But we'll talk about Game 5, what happened, what didn't happen, what should have happened, what could have happened, and uh, what did happen because that's really all that matters in the end. And talk a little bit about what legacy this team leaves behind despite this sour taste in our mouth of a of a, of what uh, the starters call the douchebag sweep. Thanks a lot, Toronto. Um, we'll talk all about that coming up on today's episode of Locked On Magic. But before we do that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Looking to get ahead on the Eastern Conference semifinals, you can check out Locked On Bucks, Locked On Celtics, Locked On Sixers, as well as Locked On Raptors to get you ready for all of that. Want to revel in the emotion of Damian Lillard's game-winning shot? Check out Locked On Blazers. And of course, you have Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball to cover you from the national perspective as well. There's a Locked On podcast for any team that you're looking for. Every team in the NBA is covered in the Locked On Podcast Network, as well as the NFL, MLB, and colleges too. The NFL Draft, of course, starting up Thursday. You can check out all these podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for or by following them on the Himalaya app. Download podcast download directly to your device, as well as get suggestions and playlists too. You can find that all on the Himalaya app. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. It's been, it's been a hard series. Uh, the, the, this first round series with the Toronto Raptors, just everything was hard. Um, that's really the only way I can describe it. Um, every single thing the Magic were trying to do on offense was hard. When they did something good, you could just sense how much work it took to get there. I think, uh, it, the regular season, the Magic weren't a great offensive team, but there wasn't this much struggle to even complete a pass, to even make a cut. And maybe... That's the difference between regular season and playoff basketball. Frankly, that is probably the difference between regular season and playoff basketball, especially for a team like the Magic without a go-to score. They had to do things very, very well. And, and as Steve Clifford said on numerous occasions, and it was true really the entire season, but no more true than in the playoffs, the Magic's margin for error was very small. They had to play a certain way and accomplish certain things if they wanted to win. And against this Raptors team, that seemed to go double. And, you know, I, I'll give Steve Clifford credit for this. The Magic did not execute well 
but at every turn, he gave the Raptors credit defensively. He said, it's not going to be easy. Toronto won't make it easy, but we have to do X, Y, and Z. And Game 5, unfortunately, went the way Game 2 went, the way most of Game 3 went, the way Game 4 went. Orlando got stuck, unable to execute their offense. When they did get open shots, they didn't go down. And you could just kind of feel the weight of all that pressure collapsing the Magic's defense. And unfortunately, it really felt like at the in the second half of Game 4, the thing that this team is most known for, the thing that this team hung its hat on for a, a, an insane run to even make the playoffs, the thing it hung its hat on was its resiliency, its effort, and its focus. And frankly... The most disappointing thing about Game 5 to me, and I'll, I'll finally look up the final for you, um, a 115-96 defeat that was not even that close. What was most disappointing to me about Game 5 was that attention to detail on defense. That even in this series, when the Magic struggled and Toronto figured him out, the attention to detail was just never there. F, you know... I don't like to throw on the word effort a lot. I do think the Magic tried hard and they played hard, but they didn't play smart. Their effort wasn't directed in a positive direction, if that makes sense. Orlando just quite simply got beat by a better team. And I think, you know, it's been a while since I've watched a playoff game you know, with this kind of interest and this kind of closeness. So I'm, I'll, I'll admit to maybe some institutional knowledge being lost, but Steve Clifford, I think, said it best in his post-game press conference. He expected the Magic to start at a high level defensively, and they played fantastic defense in Game 1, and I would argue they played some really good defense in Game 3 as well. Game 2, bit of a wash. And I, I would tell, you know, I think I've told everyone that I've talked to so long as Orlando makes it a half-court game, their defense has held its own. It's, it's at least it's at least give, given them a chance. But the defense was supposed to start at a high level and keep getting better. And, and honestly, that didn't happen. As Orlando shifted and changed their tactics to try and combat what Toronto was doing, the defense slowly started to buckle. And, and to Toronto's credit, Clifford would add, the Raptors got better with each game. And with that, I 100% agree. You know, maybe they took a step back from game two to game three because Kawhi was sick. But each game, they got better. They got better at breaking the Magic's defense down each time. They got better at stifling their offense, stifling the Magic's offense, and keeping them from executing the way that they need to execute. Orlando had no breathing room, and it didn't help. Orlando missed a lot of open shots, and, and the reason for that is unknown at this point. Magic missed a lot of looks that, they'll, that they would normally make, and, and honestly, game, one, game five, Orlando had good looks to start the game, and because they were missing them all, I think that enabled them to let go of the rope a little bit. They needed that confidence. They needed that boost, and they just couldn't get it. And that's how you end up with a game like this. Toronto made everything, every tough shot, but they, they weren't tough shots. They were breaking down the Magic's defense in every way possible. Every way. 
and they just they made everything. It, it it's fr- it, that part was frustrating to see because you know, and I'll talk about this in a minute. The the team we saw in Game Five is not the Orlando Magic. That's not who this team is. That's not who they want to be. And you know, I, I do think that the pressure that the defense put on them. The fact Toronto got better, the fact that Toronto had a player like Kawhi Leonard playing at the level that he was playing at. And I think, honestly, just how difficult the postseason was. I, I think it shell-shocked them a little bit. I, I, I don't want to speak for them. I, I, don't want, I don't want to say that it did. I'm sure they'll never admit to it. But I do think the stage was very big and, and the Magic weren't as prepared for it or as ready to step up to the plate as maybe we all thought after playing some high-level basketball entering the playoffs. There were bright spots, of course. There were moments where the Magic looked really good, but Game 5, just everyone seemed out of whack. Everyone just seemed off. Nikola Vucevic picked three fouls in the first half and, and really didn't play. Not that he was providing much offensively again anyway, missing a couple open shots and really struggling to... to. I mean, I think Orlando tried to short roll him and, and tried to do quick hits to him on the perimeter to get him going, and he just couldn't hit the shots to get go, get him going. Aaron Gordon also picked up three fouls, the third one on a charge call that, that I think was a charge, but I think Kyle Lowry also embellished it, that you could clearly see the frustration just growing on the team. And Orlando found themselves down by 24 points very quickly in the first quarter. They were down 11-1. to one. It took them a long time to get a field goal. It took them a long time to make a three, even though they got plenty of good looks. You could just see this, this the pressure just really bearing down on them. And, you know, frankly, when the offense is unable to score, and Orlando's offense was terrible throughout the entire series, when the offense is unable to score, the defense can't sustain. I don't care who you are. And against this team, it certainly cannot. And again, the defense we saw is not who this Magic team is. That defense just got eviscerated and toyed with. And and this Magic team was not that team. Orlando did cut that lead down to 12, I think, in the second quarter behind Ken Birch, who played a fantastic game all over the place defensively, ran to the, you know, did a lot of rim runs, and did what Ken Birch does. It was good to see him get production for it. But once Toronto reloaded with their starters, came back with Kawhi Leonard, it was over. Toronto led by as much as 37, and the only reason the score looks respectable at 115-96 to 96 is because the Magic's bench players scored the final 18 points. Good on Melvin Frazier for getting a couple points in the playoffs. To say the least, and you know, I definitely thought a blowout was possible. You know, as much as the Magic said they wanted to fight and and try and you know make force the game six, and I think they really did. And who knows if they would have made some of those open shots early, maybe they would have had the confidence to do it. But I really felt like their spirit had been broken, losing both home games, and there was a very real chance a game like this would happen. And it did. The Magic got. You know, I'm, I'm going to use, I'm going to say it. Magic got their ass kicked. Got their ass kicked all series long. They got beat by a better team, and there's no shame in that. I, 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 like, I, th- I agree with Clifford. I think the effort was there. I think the Magic were trying, perhaps even trying too hard, um, just to make something happen, to get break through this frustration. But 
they clearly have a lot of work to do in the offseason to get to that next level. And, and honestly, even maybe to get back to the playoffs. A lot of that improvement's going to come internally. A lot of that improvement's going to come from guys like Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac taking another step. Mo Bamba coming back healthy. Markel Fultz contributing something. There's a lot of pieces of the puzzle in place. And this year was, was nice. It was gravy. But ultimately on the court, the Toronto Raptors were the far superior team. Just no way around it. They were better. They deserved to win this series. And, you know, I think they're a very, very dangerous team to move on. And I certainly think they'll beat Philadelphia. And I think they can give Milwaukee a run for their money as well. This is a very good Raptors team playing very, very good basketball. It wasn't that the Magic got beat by a Raptors team sleepwalking. They got beat by a Raptors team playing extremely good. And so, I think it's good to be frustrated. I think it's good to be disappointed. We should be. We should expect more from this team. That's what they taught us this year. But I don't think there's much shame overall in how the Magic played in this this playoffs. And I don't think there's much much else to say. There really isn't much else to say about this game. It was pro forma. The Raptors blew them out, and we move on. We get ready for the offseason. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Per tradition, I will run through final numbers. There aren't much to say about them. Nikola Vucevic finishes a disappointing postseason with six points, three for 10 shooting, seven rebounds. Got himself going a little bit in the third quarter, but again, just way too little too late. Missed so many open shots early on in the game. Uh, He started forcing things off the dribble, which isn't good. Um, Just, you know, again, he couldn't... He needed to hit the easy shots. He got open looks that he just didn't make all series long. And he needed those. Um, I am curious uh, if... I know he toward the end of the season he had a little bit of a shoulder issue. I am curious how much of a role that played in things. If it did at all. Maybe it didn't. Maybe I'm looking for an excuse for him because I, I am a Vucevic defender. I like the guy. Um, maybe that played a role. Maybe it didn't. Um, but Vucevic just failed to deliver. I mean, if I were giving him a playoff grade, I'd give him an F. And and I know I, I and and I think it's necessary to be hard on him for that. And, and I hope it, I hope it fuels him during the offseason if he comes back to Orlando for sure, to to make good on that, to come back and play better in his second postseason, uh, or third postseason, I guess. Um, Aaron Gordon again struggled as well. Eleven point seven rebounds, four turnovers, four for thirteen shooting, uh, three for seven from the foul line. Uh, he was really forcing things. First time, first time probably since January we've seen him really play the iso ball that we really hate from him. Um, just wasn't efficient. Just you know, just couldn't just couldn't get couldn't get himself going positively. And and having him 
and Vucevic both in foul trouble. They both finished with three fouls. So I think this was a game where you had to roll with your guys. But um, to have both of them be in foul trouble in the second half, kind of like when Gordon and Isaac were in foul trouble in the sec- in the first second quarter of game four, it just you took you take off the two best offensive options for the Magic. And on a, in, a, in a series where you're already struggling on offense, that's really not good. Everyone struggled to shoot today. The Magic shot 38.6% from the floor, 26.5% from beyond the arc. Um, Jonathan Isaac, 1 for 7. Uh, Evan Fournier, 10 points, 4 for 11, and 1 for 6 from beyond the arc. Uh, Terrence Ross, 12 points, 4 for 11. Uh, this, a lot of really bad shooting performances from guys the Magic need to shoot. Well, DJ Augustin was one of the few. 15 points, 4 for 9 shooting, 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. I thought he did a good job getting into the lane. He had 4 assists and, and kind of being the DJ Augustin that the Magic needed. I mean, he was able to get some paint touches um, and get and try and get the ball moving a little bit. Made his 3-pointers, uh, was able to weave in and out of the defense, could, you know, do his, do his change of pace dribbles. Um, but again, just too little too late. I mean, I, I, he got torched by Kyle Lowry. Uh, it, there was just a, a lot of issues that the Magic had that, that there were just too many... Honestly, it's that old story of the of the kid who puts his you know finger in the in the dam to stop the water. Just sprung leaks elsewhere, and and there's once that hole was there, there was nothing the magic could do. Uh, one player I do want to note and give all the kudos to in the world is Ken Birch. Nine points, eleven rebounds, three assists, four blocks, four for five shooting, and uh, a game that desperately needed energy for the magic. He brought it on both ends. Um, he rolled hard to the rims. You know, sets good screens. We know that. Um, block shots on defense, played good defense overall, um, really gave the Magic a lot of injury, and that's why the Magic were able to cut the lead from, I think, 24 to 12 uh, in the second quarter with, with the bench units on. The Magic won the bench units in, in that case, in that segment, and it gave them a chance, gave them like an outside chance after they survived that first punch. But again, Orlando just had to be so perfect, and Toronto was so good. Kawhi Leonard, another 27 points, 8 for 11 shooting, made all five of his three-pointers. Pascal Siakam, 24 points, 8 for 16 shooting. Um, Kyle Lowry with 11 of his 14 points in the first quarter. He ended up 6 for 10 from the floor with 9 assists. Um, turns out that, you know, that game where he didn't didn't make a field goal yet, yeah, he needed to score and they missed that, but the playmaking, as Steve Clifford noted, was a preview to what they would see the rest of the series. Lowry, ended, I think, ended up playing a fantastic series. And then the, the Raptors bench contributed again. Fred Van Vliet, 7 points, 10 assists. Serge Ibaka, 10 points. Norman Powell, 11 points. It was just everything working. And again, this, you see this sometimes in elimination games. We saw it certainly in Philadelphia, where Philadelphia trounced Brooklyn as well in the same way. If you get the the team facing elimination down early, they start getting desperate. They let go of the rope, and things go very bad. And things went very bad for the Magic in this game. Uh, Toronto shooting 48.2% from the floor, 41.7% from beyond the arc, and just dominating the game. I mean... 16 turnovers again for Orlando. We know that's a big deal in this matchup. Um, Toronto turns those 16 turnovers into 21 points. Just Magic did all the things they couldn't afford to do in this series, throughout the series, honestly, on offense especially. Uh, and the Raptors are a team that will take advantage of them, and they, and they did, and won this series running away. Once again, the final score, the Toronto Raptors win the, se- the series 115-96, to 4-1 in the, in the playoff series. They advance to the next round to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. The Orlando Magic now head toward their offseason, which we'll talk a little bit about on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic as the Magic will travel home tomorrow and uh, have their exit interviews on Thursday. So we'll talk 
little bit more about the Magic's future and what to expect this summer on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But I'm, I'm sure as you can tell from, from the tone of my voice, it's a very somber day. And, and it should be. You know, I thought um, the ringers, uh, uh, you know, on the ringer, that they, they had... Um, a, a an article about the magic and, and and one of the writers is a longtime magic fan I, I I've met him I know the guy um and you know he wrote a, a, a an article about just the experience of being a fan of the magic again and, and caring about this team and and my big takeaway from it is the fact that losing hurts again like this this hurts. To, to be up 1-0, have a chance to win the, you know, be up 1-0 and, and feel like you have a chance to win the series. To to house your first playoff game in seven years and, and to see the team, I wouldn't say lay an egg, but be unable to, to, to get one and, and give the fans something to, to celebrate and delight in, a reward for for this run, that this magical run that they had, pun intended. There is a sour taste in, in our mouth. And the fact that there is, is a good thing. It shows that we're not just happy to be in the playoffs. We still have bigger aspirations for what this team can become and what this team should be and where this franchise, frankly, should be. All that is is still there. Steve Clifford was was asked to kind of summarize what, what they accomplished this season and reflect on it a little bit. And, you know, I, I'll give him credit to this. He said... You know, now he essentially said, "Now is not the time to do that." Um, you know, maybe in a week or two, I'll be able to to do that. He better be able to do it on Thursday, frankly. Um, but uh, he may be able to do that again in the future. But immediately after the game, there's just disappointment that Orlando wasn't able to raise their level and meet the playoff intensity that was necessary, the playoff execution, the playoff focus that is necessary to win these games. And I agree, because the you know the last thing we want, the last thing that should happen, is for our parting shot of this team to be how we remember them in perpetuity. This team was you know frankly the the disappointing part of this series was the team we saw during the regular season. It's not the team we saw in the playoffs, outside of Game 1 and and parts of Game 3. This team was scrappy. They were resilient, mentally strong. They fought to the bitter end of every game. They were disciplined. They, they, I mean, every time you wanted to doubt them, they proved you wrong. Even to the point where in this playoffs where I, I, I knew for a fact Toronto 
was was probably going to win this game, and 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 everything was so hard that it was just hard for me to 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 not say Toronto was going to win. I was just like, but you know, I'm done doubting this Magic team. They've proven me wrong so many times that they could figure it out, and and it'll be okay. I I I honestly, even into Game Five, and and after Game Four, it, it I I will fully admit it felt like a mourning period almost because because it felt like the series was over. But I I wouldn't I never put it past the Magic that they could win Game Five and force a Game Six. Because why not? They've done it so many times before. And to me, while Clifford and, and perhaps some of the Magic players are not ready to reflect on what they did this season because this this loss stings. You know, I I I I think, you know, there is a I think there's a tendency to overreact to the moment sometimes and think about the offseason with with what's fresh in our minds. But I think it's also important to to let this loss sting a little bit. To let this defeat, I won't call it the series an embarrassment, but let the way the team played in this series sit with you a little bit before you begin thinking about what else, what else is coming. But the fact of the matter is, as fans, as, as, as people who watch a team, this was a special season. Don't let the playoff result take away from what made this season special. To go from 20 and 31 to 42 and 40, a 17 win improvement, a Southeast Division championship, to sit in the last two games of the season, knowing you had to win one. And with a loss in Boston against a very good Boston team, you would be in a do or die playoff game. And what did the Magic do? They went down 12 early. They came back and they won that game running away. They won their way into the playoffs. They didn't let, no one had to take care of them. They took care of their business. And if you would have told me, if you would have told me any of this happened, that the Magic would make the playoffs by winning in Boston on that second to last game of the season, that Orlando would be one of the more resilient, defensive-minded teams in the league, that Nikola Vucevic would be an all-star. If you would have told me any of that at the beginning of the season, I would have told you you're crazy. I think most people would have too. To me, it's not always the end result that makes a team memorable or great. The Heart and Hustle team, which Magic fans adore, Daryl Armstrong is a, you know, might as well have sainthood in Orlando. I mean, he got as loud of cheers anyone did during game when he was shown on the jumbotron during Game Four. The Hard and Hustle team didn't make the playoffs. Finished forty-one and forty-one. Lost their spot on the when they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks on the penultimate game of the season. This team is very much, you know, as far as Magic history is concerned, in the grouping with the Hard and Hustle team. Are they going to be as memorable? Probably not. But considering all the hell that so many of these players went through with this franchise, to see them lead this team back to the playoffs, the way they did it, doing things that no one expected them to do, i.e., they became a top 10 defense. 
to see them do all of that was truly special. It was something that will stick with Magic fans for a very long time. Yes, there is a legitimate question about whether this is truly the beginning of something or a random playoff appearance with still lots of work to do. And honestly, it might be a bit of both. I see positive growth from this team. I see a potential for the future. But I also recognize getting back to the playoffs next year is not going to be easy. There will be shifts and changes in the Eastern Conference landscape. There will be changes to the Magic roster. There are big decisions to make. And progression is not linear. We won't know if this season is the start of something for another year, maybe another two years. I have to let the season play out. But this group, whenever they're ready to think about what they did this season, has plenty to be proud of. They got the whole city behind them again. They got people wanting to be Magic fans. They really surprised everyone. And I hope, and you know, it, it sure feels like this is the beginning of something. That this group, from the front office to Steve Clifford to the players, are just getting started. That they will be back in this position. And next time, next time they'll be ready. They won't have that inexperience gap. They won't have that missing piece. They'll be ready for the stage. They'll know what they have to do and they'll be better for it. And so, the team that walked off the floor at Scotiabank Arena and the way they played in Game 5, that's not the Orlando Magic. We know that the Orlando Magic are a much different team, a much better team, and that they will find that again when they get back to work in October. Now that the season is over, I want to thank you all again for listening to Lockdown Magic for the entire 2019 season. It has been a fun and wild ride. It has been, like I said, I I really think this will be one of the most memorable and honestly beloved teams that the Magic have ever had when all is said and done. Certainly not at the level of heart and hustle because everyone loves Daryl Armstrong. He's the best. Uh, but Certainly one of the most memorable and exciting seasons in Magic history. Like I said, I truly believe this is the beginning of something uh, that, that could be really good for the Magic. I mean, obviously, big decisions ahead and 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 lots of things have to still fall in the right, right place. But um, it was a dream season in so many ways. And again, I think this really is just the beginning. But I want to thank all of you, the fans, for listening to Locked on Magic throughout the entire season. I want to thank you all for your comments on the Locked on Magic Facebook page on the Orlando Magic Magic Daily social media social media pages, on my social media pages. I want to thank you all for your interaction with the show. Um, it is because of you that I do this. I am, you know, you could probably tell I am a little bit obsessed with this team uh, and, and I enjoy talking about them, but there is no me without you. There is no um, me without the passion that you guys bring. I, you know, I admit I crowdsource off of you guys with the discussions that I have with the fans. I treasure those discussions. I treasure those debates. I, they get heated sometimes. Um, and, and, and I'll generally admit points when I'm wrong or I'll admit that, uh, you know, I generally like to say you have a good point. You're not wrong. While I express my own opinion, 
um, because these are real debates that the team is having that that we want to have and, and discuss on this show. So I encourage you to keep interacting with me because this is ultimately your show. I want to give you what you want to hear about this team while also giving my perspective uh, and and my thoughts as well from what I see and, and what, what I see from interacting with the team a little bit too. Um, so again, with the season officially over, I want to give my you know, undying and, and, and heartfelt um, thank you and, gra- and gratitude to all of you who listen to Locked On Magic. Um, again, would not do this, would not be able to do this without you guys and, and without your, your, your devoted listening, listening. I know so many of you are thankful that I do this so you can stay connected to the team. Um, and so I definitely want to thank you guys for listening to the show throughout this entire season. My, it's my third year doing Locked On Magic. It's been a fantastic journey, and I'm really glad that we got to go through this playoff journey together. Hopefully, we'll have many, many more. If you're new to Locked On Magic and you didn't understand all that, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, find us on the Himalaya app as well if you want to download and subscribe to the show now that we're officially entering off-season mode. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll begin discussing the offseason and what to expect in the offseason coming up on orlandomagicdaily.com as well as on this show tomorrow. The Magic will have exit interviews Thursday, so you hear that episode on Friday uh, with some thoughts from the Magic after exit interviews um, and after I see Endgame. Yeah, I'm seeing Avengers Endgame, so that will be a spoiler-free episode of Locked on Magic, except for the part where... T- no, I'm, not, I'm not even going to joke about that. Thanos demands your silence, and so I will stay silent. Um, but... Uh, Definitely, 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 definitely be with us uh, for the rest of the offseason here on Locked on Magic. We'll still be going, you know, we'll still be going five days a week here. No more seven days a week. We'll still be going five days a week here for a little while. We'll begin season recap stuff uh, next week on Locked on Magic. Player reviews will follow shortly after that. Then the draft, then free agency. So the the, the trip never ends. Um, it, it really doesn't end. So lots and lots and lots to get to get to even with the season over. But again, I wanted to thank you all for listening to Locked on Magic throughout the whole season, for interacting with us throughout the whole season, and keep it coming. Uh, stay stay involved, stay engaged, because Magic season really never ends. Thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. So until tomorrow, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.